we're back. It's the Women's World Cup. It's the second group summary. Group C and D. Summary. <laughs> What's the better word for summary? I know, I like summary. We're doing a summary, guys. Welcome, listeners. We're doing a summary. As Carl says, it's C and D for... What the fuck are you guys talking about? The Hi, Women's Hello, hello, hello Browers. You introduced yourself <laughs> so excellently into the podcast. We're joined by another guest. Hi. It's Lolo Brow. Welcome. Again. Why Again. are you guys having me back? Well, because we just think you love football so much. I just really like talking about it. I had so many people that listened to the last episode being like, why? <laughs> why? Why but, did you go on or why yeah. did they have you on? Why did they let me on? Oh, we enjoyed it immensely. And oh. I learnt loads. It, what did you learn? Um, hormone monster, fem beast. Uh, fe- fem beast. Yeah, that sounds like an infection. You, well, you beast came... infection. No, yeast. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in with the reason that you're here. What, you got a yeast infection. No, <laughs> Jesus. I think I do. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. Good. Oh, right. Well, this has been one of the best intros ever. Lolo, it's the Women's World Cup. Are you excited? <laughs> No idea. <laughs> well, you should be. In fact, that's our jo- job today. Our job today? Our job today. Your job today. I'm Joel today. <laughs> no one is Joel except for me today. Hi, listeners. Are you here still? I feel like if you've made <laughs> Please it... Please don't go. If you've made it through the first minute and a half of this, then congratulations. <laughs> um, we, well, our job today is to excite you, Lolo Brown, about <laughs> the women's... Me. To stimulate you about the Women's World Cup. I'm very excited about Good. that. You should be. And we're going to tell you everything about uh, eight teams in Group C and D. But before we do that, should we tell you the format... Which we're going to tell you about Group C and D in. Uh, sure, why not? So there are eight teams. And uh, what Kyle and I like to do is to tell you four specific little little nuggets of information about each team. And we have a category for each of those nuggets. <laughs> do you want to hear the categories? I'm so excited. Well, first of all, before we tell them, so you don't get too confused, the tournament is being played in France. It's in hosted France. by France. Okay. France are in the tournament. Do I need to make notes? No. No. Cool. Um, so all of our categories have a French theme. Uh, brilliant. The first Do you one, speak French? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, malheureusement, no. Yeah, malheureusement. Okay, so listen. The first category, le keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> That's for the player that you should watch out for because they're going to be a star for this team. Le keep your eyes peeled. Oh, that's that category. You'll get that every time. Like keep your eyes peeled. And yep. let's say you're in the pub this month because it runs from literally runs from tonight until seventh of July. Um, if you're in the pub, the Women's World Cup is on. We're going to give you loads of factoids, lots of things you could say to impress people, and okay. they're called niece to know. Yes. Don't internalise it, loads. Just let it all out. Oh God, it makes me so uncomfortably happy. <laughs> Oh. Listen, we're hitting you with these niche to know facts. They're they're niche to know and they're niche to know and they're good to know. Do you know. know what I really like? I like that you think I go to pubs with screens. I mean, all the pubs are going to have screens. It's the Women's World, World Cup. Cup. I go to pubs where there's no football. This isn't this isn't football. This is women's football. You should be watching. It's still football. It is. The game is the same. Yes. <laughs> but it's being played by different people of no, a no, different and gender. I'm, I'm super excited for them. Joel, <laughs> what about for the liability players? So, the ones that are going to let their country down. Listen, what? in every World Cup, the stakes are high. A mistake is possible. Anything could happen. And you know that you don't want to be the villain of the piece. A.K.A. La Villanelle. <laughs> I'm so confused. But I'm really happy you're both here. And the last category, Lolo... God, is for the players that might catch your eye, not for their talent, or they, they're all talented, but for their <laughs> looks. Okay. Now, we're not going to choose that. That would be inappropriate. 
you are. Cool, because that's way more appropriate. Yep. Perfect. Objectification <laughs> from your end. Better than yeah. objectification from our oh, end. Same gender objectifications. Absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tone we're rolling with. Right. Yep. Let's lean into that. <laughs> so, and that category is, of course, thank you for helping uh, us out with it uh, before I say it. Right. That category is every team's Mademoiselle Vavavoom. Now, how do you feel about that? Because Amy, Amy, our last guest, didn't mind it. She Amy, thought it was polite and reserved. Amy Fleming was okay with the Mademoiselle. I thought it might part. be quite offensive, Mademoiselle, because it means miss. We don't really use that word anymore. Uh, I think, because Madame sounds a bit more like... I don't know. It depends <laughs> what you're going for. You can do like a Mademoiselle slash Madame. We prefer you to take the... It's your category, really. So I prefer a Madame. Great. Madame, it's a Madame, it's Madame Vavavoom. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. I like that. Ooh. I, yeah. Oof. Good. <laughs> You're all a tingle. That's exactly what exactly we want. We need to do. <laughs> Kyle, I think we should get ahead of it. Let's get ahead of Group C and D after this. Header. Everyone's talking about So we're cracking on with Group C. Uh, before I do, a quick recap of the Women's World Cup. In essence, Lolo, I feel like I, I want you to be on board from the off. There are. It's a month of month long tournament. From the kickoff. From the kickoff. There's 24 teams in this tournament. Oh, fuck me. Split into six groups of four. Six times four, 24. Congratulations. Thank you. I didn't do the maths. I didn't design the tournament. Um, the, the It kicks off tomorrow night. No, tonight in France. And France are playing in the first game. But the teams I'm uh, talking about, Group C, are playing their first round of games against each other on Sunday. So if you've got nothing to do on Sunday, fancy a Sunday roast, there might be a screen there. And it might have either Australia versus Italy... Or Brazil versus Jamaica. I'm going to start with Australia. Now, I'm also going to tell you the the nicknames of these teams. Now, Joel, you might remember this from the World Cup. Um, What do you think the nickname of the Australian team might be, Lolo? Knifey Spoonie. Knifey, it's close. The Knifey Spoonies. No, you know the episode of Simpsons? Yeah. Oh, we know it. Oh, we know it. Explain to our guests. It's not really something to explain. Fine. Have you played Knifey Spoonie before? (laughs) It's, It's the Matildas. Really? Yes. You, weren't, you weren't so quiet for that. Uh, I'll, put, I'll just. Uh, that that was my name um, when I was a stripper. No, we. It was definitely picked up, Joel. <laughs> no, I thought it needed to be repeated. Uh, Mat- Matilda. Yeah. Why Matilda? Oh, because I genuinely went into stripping thinking that people named themselves after their pets. Ah. And Matilda was also innocent and. Kind was of it cute. Matilda anything? Uh, no, not really. And were you Australian themed? No. Oh, such a shame. But I changed it quickly to Vedette because I worked in a pub at the same time and it was a beer and I thought it sounded like. Yeah, Exciting. Vedette, I like that. I had a pint of Vedette in Belgium just last weekend. I'm tasty as fuck. It's a great beer. <laughs> so the Matildas, guys. <laughs> uh, the Matildas. Uh, I'm going to start with the player Le Keep Your Eyes Peeled for. Ooh, it's it. Sam Kerr. Oh, is this the one that I really like? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm a little bit in love. I watched. Uh, we watched a video including Sam Kerr, the Nike advert, uh, sort of advertising this World Cup. It's like a World Cup campaign advert. Explain what you saw in that advert. I saw um, uh, social manipulation. Which is <laughs> um, <laughs> that beautiful feeling where it's like, key change, feel the things. And I cried. I'm not sure if because what I saw was genuinely good or the music was really good. But um, it is because I, so seeing female role models in a like public thing made me very, very emotional and awesome. And watching young girls be excited about football, even though I don't give a shit. But it is quite manipulative. I cried as well the first yeah. time I saw it. I haven't got a problem with it being manipulative. A young girl gets passed around from team to team. That said that weird. Wow. A young girl switches from team to team, holding yeah. hands with the strikers 
uh, as they as they score goals and eventually she sh- she sets up Sam Kerr to score a fantastic header and no doubt win the World Cup for Australia or something. It was I think it's a brilliant advert. I actually just got a little bit emotional when you talked about it. But yeah. also we saw a, a mock up of Alex Scott, the ex England international, now a pundit, and there's a lot of punditry for men's football as a coach. That was that was the bit that made me get really excited. The, the coach. Yeah. Yeah. Female, like, female coach of the male Barcelona team. That would be amazing. It's just like taken seriously. It, that's just incredible and remarkable and succeeding. I just, oh, 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 I'm getting a lot of inspirational little jellies in my bellies. Great. Great. That, that's what this World Cup is for. That is what this World Cup is Back for. Back to Sam Kerr. She is the team captain. She's a forward and she features in that advert, like I said. Um, she's voted the second best player in the world by The Guardian uh, behind Danish forward called Pernil Harder. So maybe she wasn't trying hard enough. Um, she's won four consecutive golden boots across two continents. What's a Whoa. golden boot? That's the that's uh, end of the year. If you score the most goals in your league, you get the golden boot. She moved from Western Australia. I'm not going to call it the outback because that's not really Western Australia, but it's pretty remote. To New York City to play with Abby Wambach, who is one of the Abby legends. What? Abby Wambach. Fabulous name. She's one legend. of the legends of the game. Legend of women's football. Why is she a legend? I'll come on to her later. Um, she now plays for Chicago Red Stars, and she also plays for Perth Glory. How? So she plays in America for a league. Uh, they must their their season must be at different times. But she is the all time record goal scorer in both leagues. That is amazing. Not just for the team that she plays for, but for both those leagues and the history of the American League. The National Women's Soccer League and the Australian Women's League, the W League. Sam, no her. one has scored more goals than her in the history, and she plays in both. That's ex- that's extraordinary. Oh my god! I hope they're a nice person. Yeah, I've got a great quote from her. She she... she hated playing football at first because she used to play Aussie rules football. Have you heard of Aussie rules football? I barely know fucking UK rules. It's not the same game. It's a different game. <laughs> okay, well, like American football. It, it's sort yes. of a mixture of like rugby and uh, and soccer. You can bounce the ball. It's it's egg, it's egg shaped. And you can uh, yeah. You hold it in your hands. You kick it. You hold it in your hands. It's a re- and it's a, the pitch is sort of oval shaped. It's really very violent. Violent. As well. yeah. um, she used to play with the boys. Um, and when she when she just when it was she was sort of suggested she should change to playing football. She wasn't happy. She hated it at first. Um, this is a quote. It's the most Australian thing you ever heard. Can I do the accent? Go on, I'll allow you to do the accent. Just My first one. sporting hero was Ashley Sampy. I don't know if you know him, he was a young indigenous guy at the time. He was electric. He used to take screamers all the time up on people's backs. He'd take off from the back half and run all the way to the forward 50. He was a gun and I just used to love him. <laughs> I, now, I don't know what you... S- okay. I mean, I don't know what most of those words that mean. That was great. But that- lovely. I feel like I want to go for like a good session with her. Yeah. Like pints, not like sessions. Yeah, session, just... got, got, you, got you there. Drinks, yeah. drinking. Drinks, drinking. Yeah. Now, her love of Aussie rules came from her parents. Uh, her father was Indian, born in Calcutta, but moved to Australia and played semi-pro footy, Aussie rules, they call it footy, um, in the 1980s, which is not an era known for its racial sensitivity in Western Australia. Wow, well, yeah. Um, so that could be where she got her taste for being such a trailblazer. She's also known for her backward somersaults when she scores a goal. I'm is gagging. that what I just saw? Yeah. That is very, very cool. I'm gagging to see one. I think she'll score. I mean, she's the top goal scorer of all time in the US and Australia. She's going to score. She's going to score. Is she going to like burn out super fast, though? Is she like going to die at 27? Um, I'm going to move on to my villanelle. <gasps> the villain of the piece. Her name is Mary Fowler. Of course it is. The anciently named Mary Fowler. Do you think that sounds like a really old yeah, yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like it just a... sounds like very medieval. 
or like some. It even sounds like a sort of like a, a founding father of a founding mother of Australia. Yeah. Sort of, what's that play? Our country's good. You can imagine there being a Mary Fallon. Anyway, um, she's the tournament's youngest player. She's sixteen. Oh my god, that's so uh, young. Okay, go home. <laughs> go home, Mary. You're drunk. <laughs> no, she's not. She can't even drink. <laughs> She, uh, she... Ooh, I've done nothing with my life. Because <laughs> you haven't gone to a World Cup yet. No, I haven't done anything. I've achieved. I've done. Hello, Matilda. You've done loads. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, she point. might not play, but if she does, she's another forward. So she might be coming on for Sam Kerr or playing alongside Sam Kerr. But she could be like a wallaby caught in the headlights. Yeah, love it. Did you enjoy that? I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't want to wallaby her. You've just said you would, but you okay. Know, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, let's hope not for Mary's sake. Um, but she's not the Villanelle. Too young yeah, to be a Villanelle. But also, I don't know why is she a Villanelle? Because she's so young and she's so inexperienced. She, she, might, might, go wrong. she might rush in and make a, a tackle. Yeah. Her surname is Fowler. You're really landing on that one. Thank you. <laughs> um, now I think it's time for your Madame, was, uh, Madame Vavavoom, don't you? Uh, sure. I mean, we've heard about her already, haven't we? Yeah, you kind of do know who is coming. Like, I feel that... I don't take them away. I'm giving you more pictures of her. We just bring up some pictures of. Uh, well, I mean, we've kept this a bad secret. It's Sam Kerr, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely Sam Kerr. Uh, Describe Sam Kerr for for our eager for people who want to look out for her. Um, uh, she, I, I, the only way I can describe her is business, like the facial expressions of like complete control. She knows what she's doing, and is also looks very approachable. This is really annoying. She looks like she's both like a boss and lovely. That's a great. You can't be both. That's a great reason for her to be uh, Australia's Madame Van Van Voom. Yeah, and she's also sassy as fuck. Yeah. Her like her main picture is her looking over her shoulder, like "Do not fuck with me." <laughs> I did it. I did that over my shoulder, yeah. which was away from the microphone. <laughs> you were loud enough. <laughs> I am loud. Does enough that make you want to fuck with her? I'm scared of her. I don't know. I think I just want her to hold me tenderly and tell me it's going to be okay. I reckon she'd sort out my taxes. And she could do it in both America and Australia at different times of the year. Yeah. Wow. And also, you want her to look after you, tell it's okay, and go out on the lash with her. Yeah. She's the one. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon she can carry me home. Get yourself one that can do both. Yeah. Um, someone who's going to drink me under the table and take me home. So I think we've pretty much revolved the whole of Australia around Sam Kerr. Fair enough. So Good. I'm going to finish off with some needs to know about the team, not okay. just her. Is this things I need to remember? Yeah. Yes. Uh, can you make it chewable? Yes. Yeah, I'll make it chewable. Um, uh, I've only got, there's only one fact. They okay. they, uh, they won the first Cup of Nations in March. Cup of Nations? The Cup of Nations is just a friendly round-robin tournament. It sounds like a wanker tea. A what? <laughs> a, 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 like a, a, like a, you know, a tea that's a bit, like, you know, fruity. Oh, I see, a Cup of Nations. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like something you'd open, a, like, some go to some vegan's house and open the cupboard and they'll be like, Cup of Nations. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's got all the different kinds of tea from all the world. Well, just that will help you to remember. It's yeah. just a, okay. a, a pre-tournament, and it's a really good warm-up for them for this tournament because they won it. So they're 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 already winning. They're oh. already in the mood for this. Cool. Is that the fact? That's the fact. Oh, and one more for Sam Kerr. She's the highest-rated player on uh, female player on FIFA 19. Cool. Because you can play with women now on FIFA 19. Me and Joel have done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it amazing. There was a thing on the thing. Neymar played as her, and he scored a goal and did yeah. the celebration. He was in his pajamas. Yeah. And that's it. That's, <laughs> that's Australia. it for Australia. We'll be back with some more after this. Uh, buona mattinada. That's uh, sort of Italian for good morning. 
Great. You speak Italian. I learnt some because on a job I just did where I met the Queen, my hair and makeup team were Italian. I was in my element. Anyway. <laughs> move, it, move past it. Move past it. We Italy. discussed it on the podcast before. I'm not talking about the Queen anymore. Italy. Uh, I grew up with the Queen, so it's fine. I didn't grow up with her because obviously I'm not old, but she's around the corner from me, so. Windsor. Yeah. We learnt that about Lolo on a previous podcast. Yeah. Italy. <laughs> we learnt those on this one too. Italy. They are called uh, the Azure. <laughs> the Azure. The Lady Blues. Nope, it just, well, it's, it's fem- feminine yeah, blue. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, the keep your eyes peeled for Italy is Sarah Gamma. Sarah Gamma. She's a captain. She plays for Juventus. She's one of eight Juventus players in this Italy squad. Wow. Juventus is a team from Italy. Uh, Turin. You've been to Italy before? Uh, only Sorrento. Lovely. The nickname of Juventus is the Old Lady. That's their nickname in football. Interesting. Why? I actually don't know. I think because they're like the grandmother of, of, of all football. They've just got, always got like one of the originals at the bottom of them. Yep, pretty much. Uh, if those Werther's originals were trophies, then yeah. Oh, they've, no! got a, they've got a bag full of Werther's. Tied it together. Um, actually, the Juventus women's team played at the Juventus men's stadium for the first time ever recently, and 40,000 fans showed up, which is great. The tide is turning on women's football, as we discussed yesterday. So Sarah Gamma is 30. She's already got over 100 caps, and she's of Congolese descent. What's a cap? Um, it's uh, If you get an appearance for your international team... Uh, you get a cap. And in the old days, you used to very literally be given a, a cap. cap. Why is it a football handing out items of clothing as rewards? We just It's just a thing that... We've, I think it's a lot of, across all sport, really. Just I a, just want to go back to the golden boot. It's not like an actual shoe that's been spray-painted. It's, it's, like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trophy. Yeah. It's a trophy shaped like a foot. I don't know if you still get actually given a cap anymore. I think in, I think sometimes... You, I, I've definitely... They definitely did that for like... They do that for like... If you, if you, this is like your 100th game, they give you a cap on the pitch. Oh, shit. So I think it's worth, it's worth knowing... To get over 100 caps is very rare. Yeah. It sounds very difficult. Yeah, you have to play for maybe 15 years. I don't know why you'd store them. So guess what? You can buy Sarah Gamma as a Barbie. Wow. That's right. Sarah Gamma was honoured, I'm going to put that in inverted commas, yeah. uh, as part of Barbie's Shiro, Shiro's range. Oh, Shiro's? Shiro's. Yeah. Um, which had the hashtag more role models. It was a campaign. Mm-hmm. Um and she was one of the ones chosen because she's a poster girl for equality and diversity within the Italian game. Mm-hmm. She is the only woman of colour in the Italy squad. Um, other sheroes include Naomi Osaka. I think she's a tennis player. She is, yeah. American. Uh, Amelia Earhart. Wow. Who's wow. Like an, uh, that was a jump back. An ancient pilot. Not ancient. <laughs> ancient pilot. <laughs> well, she's ancient. If she was alive now, she'd be, she'd be ancient. ancient. She'd be ancient. She disappeared. She, she, she famously disappeared, yeah, right? It was like she pushed it too far. So the, the Barbie doll is a ghost. Um... <laughs> Villanelle, the player that potentially will let the, this team down, is Barbara Bonancia. Bonancia? She's seen as the most talented player in the squad. She's a midfielder. She can play, also play on the wing. Uh, her profile has risen along with Gamma on a national level in Italy. She has 80,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. How many have you got, Joel? I don't have Instagram, Carl. We do. Oh, uh, absolutely well do. We I... have less than 80,000. Less than 80,000. Have 000. you got less than 80,000? I do, yes. Just about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've only got like 8,000. I think you've got more than that. Um, so there's lots of pressure on Barbara to deliver, um, but their first game is against the Mighty Matildas. Oh, Italy. Mighty Matildas sound like fun. I feel like Australia are going to beat Italy in that game, from what um, we've learned so far, but I haven't learned anything about the Easter know yet, Carl, so... The coach... I'm so confused, I'm barely retaining any of this. That's, That's fine, right. you can listen again. You can listen back. <laughs> oh, you can hear it. So the coach for Italy is called Melina Bertolini, uh, and this is her philosophy of management. I don't care about formations, but I do care about concepts. Let's hope she does care about not losing. 
Yep, that is a very, very important concept in football. So okay, she's more cool. of like a sort of holistic manager, you know, just go out there, um, see how you feel in the moment. That's it's, a great way It can work if you've got like 11 geniuses on the pitch who are also completely align- in line So it's with a more of an other. organic process. Yeah, but it's risky. Good luck with that, coach. Does it work? It, it, Pep Guardiola is another sort of holistic manager, who, but he has the best players in the world, his disposable. Italy don't. Oh, shade. Um, needs to know. Italy haven't been at Women's World Cup since 1999. Wow. What were you doing in 1999, Lola? <laughs> I was eight years old. Yeah? What was going on? Um, I think... What was going on in Windsor? Uh, I think I was watching my sister like throw up from being drunk for the first time. What a formative moment in your young life. Yeah. I learned a lot. Um, they breezed through qualifying. So they probably will test Australia. Um, and maybe even the next team in this uh, group, Brazil, for a place in the knockouts. Let's see. Interesting. And quickly on to Madame Vavavoom. Lolo. Lolo. Who is remember. the Italian Madame Vavavoom? Why you got to do it in that voice? I don't really know. It just kind of rolls out of you. Madame Vavavoom. It's like, I, Joel. Um, oh, I didn't, I couldn't, oh, 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 this, um, Elena. Elena Linari. How would you describe her? Uh, just the biggest mouth. Like, really open smile. Like, I just, like, I feel just, just, I just don't know. It just brings me joy. I don't know if it's just because this picture is her smiling. But I feel that, um, she, like, yeah. Wouldn't be wrong with we me to skip say on a beach. that she looks a bit like pink in this photo? Well, yeah, a little bit. Well, just because she's got short hair and she's a white woman. Okay, fine. Yep. It is wrong. <laughs> it is wrong to say that. Elena Linari, uh, a, a great Madame Vavavu. And that is Italy, Joel. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Football is there for everyone. I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing. I prefer the broccoli. That's right, you keep going. It's Brazil. Keep going, Lolo. It's a bit quieter. It's Brazil. Now, Brazil, a gargantuan team in the men's game, but how are they in the women's team? Let's find out. Gargantuan, I'm hoping. Gargantuan. Let's do some nice to know. Nice to know. Straight away. They've lost nine consecutive games. Why? Brazil. <laughs> That's Brazil. But no, the fact that you ask why is because you, I, I assume on some level you think Brazil are good. I just, I just, I just, yes, I assume Brazils would Brazils. Yeah. Brazilian people would be good at football. Well, they've lost their last nine games and they've dropped from third to tenth in the rankings. Wow. And they've never won the Women's World Cup. That's insane. Yeah, there's only been eight tournaments and it only started in 1991. Uh, and they've only reached the final once. Um, it only feels surprising because the Brazil, the men's team have won it a record amount of times. They've won it five times. But who cares about the men's team? That must be really shit. It's like having an older brother who's like really good at school. Yeah. And then you just can't compare. When I reckon they're doing like a sterling job. I think women's football has felt like that for quite a long time. That it has an older brother that's doing really good at school. Yeah, I had that brother, also, but she was a sister. Yeah, and that brother goes to the, 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 the private school that costs all the money and you've been sent to the state school and you've got to rise above. That did know. actually happen. You, you are, in this essence, woman's football and your sister, she's the men's game. What's she doing now? 
No, she, that, she actually <laughs> lives in Brazil. <laughs> oh my god, it's full circle. Okay, so, uh, but Brazil do have the all-time top scorer in World Cups. It is Marta. And I'm going to tell you about Marta right now. She's got 15 goals in World Cups. Marta is your keep your eyes peeled player. I showed you a video of Marta scoring that goal. Oh, Marta's the one that went like, poo! Yeah, yeah that's she exactly. Went that you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, that's, that's an amazing skill. Could you did. sort of describe what she did? Or is she it... like flung her foot in the air and kicked the ball, which I realise as I'm saying is football. Yeah, but she didn't do it like others did it. She it looked flipped, magic, like, she didn't like, it? She kicked it. She kicked it one way. She told oh, no, the other no, way. that one. That one. I thought you meant the one in the advert. Okay, so the one she kicked it. She kicked the ball, but it went in the opposite direction where she kicked it, and then she knocked it on the back of her foot. Amazing. Yeah. And she completely murked the defender. Yeah, I was aroused. Me too. <laughs> Marta. She won the Best Female Player Award in September last year. That is different to the Ballon d'Or, which I haven't even spoken about with you. There are there are two big um, prizes for the best player in the world. There used to be one, but they split. Is it another item of clothing? It's a ball. <laughs> so, no. uh, um, so, so you've got the Ballon d'Or and you've got the FIFA Award for best player. Okay. She won the best player, the FIFA Award. Uh, the men's award was won by Luka Modric. Um, but anyway, she's won... She's won the female best player award six times. Wow. That's more than Messi's won it. That's more than Ronaldo's won it. She is a record holder in the sport, regardless of gender. Nice, Marta. She plays for Orlando Pride in the US. Nice, wonderful name. Um, and she has earned. A, she was in the, their team of the year this year as well. Now, the former England coach Hope Powell uh, has described Marta as absolutely phenomenal, a rarity. Uh, she also said of her, she's a real leader a match winner, an inspiration on and off the pitch with the work that she's done to promote the game. She's a real asset. Marta is an absolute legend I of the game. cannot wait to see her play. She's 33. God. So um, this might be the last World Cup then. So what? Along, yeah, uh, footballers don't have that sort well, of Well, you say that, John. I'm going to go on to the, the Villanelle. Oh, who is that? It's Formiga. Formiga. And Formiga. Formiga. <laughs> Exactly. She's all about the team. Uh, she is 41 years old. Whoa! And playing at the World Cup. She's I a midfielder. She's 41. She's about to play in her seventh World Cup. Jeez, this is only please. the eighth ever Women's World Cup. So she only missed the first one. That's amazing. That's so she's played since 1995. No male player has played at seven World Cups. Uh, no female player has played at seven World Cups. But she's 41. She's going to get caught up in the gravity of what she's achieved. She's going to break down. Oh, Sam no, Kerr's going to Formiga. rip her a new Don't something. Don't be the Villanelle, Formiga. You could do it. So, why, 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 is, why, why is Formiga going to be the villain? Well, what we're doing there, Lolo, is creating a, a completely arbitrary narrative around a fact. So she's 41. She's excited about playing in the 7th World Cup. It might go wrong. You know, sometimes you get caught up in your own narrative. So Definitely. everyone's going to be talking about her... And what, a, what an amazing achievement this is. She might forget there's a bloody game to win. I would. Yeah. Maybe she, well, she wants to go out with a bang. Could be the other way. Yeah, that's what we'd hope. That she's not going to be the Villanelle. I think you, the misapprehension around the Villanelles that we, we're providing you with here is we don't want them to be the villains of the piece. Sometimes I do. I, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of drama. A little bit of drama's always fun. That, that's true. But mostly I'm hoping against a player mucking up in the World Cup on the grandest stage of them all. But something to remember. Yeah, something, a good pub stat. They are ageing. As you said, she's 41, Marta's 33, and their other sort of veteran, Christiane Rosiera, is 34. They've got a combined age of 108, those, just those three players. Oh, yeah. but women are amazing at the older they get. Like wise, fine wise. Wise, wise, 
Wow. <laughs> they get better with age. Yeah, I was going to say more like wise, wise witches. Oh, but... I see. Sorry, that's that's the more famous saying. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like wise, wise witches. I wouldn't say like it's more famous I'm thing. I'm aging like a wise, wise witch. <laughs> I can't wait to be a hag. <laughs> Don't I, call for Miga a hag. I I'm not. I'm saying I'm going to be. Oh my god, I'm going to be. I couldn't find a nickname from Brazil, but we'll go with that. The wise witches. That's a great. Probably name. the Selachau, but but for feminine. Yeah, wise witches. So we're cracking on now with Jamaica. Brazil are playing Jamaica in their first game. Jamaica? No, they wanted to. They qualified for the World Cup. Um, Do you know what my vava voom? Oh my god! Oh, remind me. I'm Baba Boom to Brazil. I do, do want to. Do not worry. I, I am desperate for it's it. It's okay. I have ovaries. I'm used to being talked over. Um, I'm joking, Carl. I really love you. No, I do talk over you a lot. <laughs> I talk over you a lot. I just make faces at you in the background. Who's your Madame Baba? Oh my god! Stop mine. talking over her, Joel. God. It's Marta. Is it Marta? Yeah. But it's because I've seen the advert and I, because I'm, I am genuinely attracted to talent. Um, I believe you were about to go to the Caribbean, to Jamaica. Yeah, sorry guys. No, don't. No, do you apologise? We should be apologising to you. Yeah, this podcast is in the danger of falling apart here. <laughs> it's barely hanging on by a thread, if I'm honest. Let's hope Jamaica can save it. <laughs> Can Jamaica save it? Yeah, when they got a nickname like the Reggae Girls. Yeah! With a Z! With a Z. Stop looking at my notes. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about Khadija Bunny Shaw. Nice, good nickname. Her nickname? Bunny. Bunny Shaw. Bunny Shaw. Uh, now, Bunny Shaw might sound like a Stepford wife, Stepford wife uh, but she's not. She's their captain. Oh she's their captain. She's another star forward. There's a lot of forwards as I'll look at. What's a forward? Field. The play- plays up front, scoring oh, the goals. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, she's 22. She's just graduated from the University of Tennessee with a degree in communication studies, where she's been playing That's college soccer. Degree. You, you try telling Bunny that. Come on now. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, um, Bunny. I apologise. I have a degree in performance art, so I can't really talk. <laughs> yeah, good, very good point. Um, so college soccer is different in America. Like it's a much more of a thing than it is here. Mm. Did you play sports in uni? No. There we go then. Quick to judge, though, aren't you? <laughs> I I wish I played sports at uni. I was just a butcher and a stripper. A butcher? We'll do it another time. Go. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> she was top scorer in the qualification for the, for the regular girls. She got 19 goals in 12 Whoa. games, which is mad. Whoa. Um, she's got the best goals per game ratio of any player in this tournament. Oh, bunny. I mean, she's only 22. She's played a hell of a lot less games than Marta or whoever. Yeah, but still. Um, so what, exactly? Get in, bunny. Yeah. Um, I want to know your vava voom. Madame Vava Voom of the reggae girls. Oh, 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 oh. It was, um, it was, a. Uh... Uh, Chania? Is that how you say it? I saying it. I, I don't know. know. Chana? Chana Matthews? Chana. Chana. <sighs> she just, it's just such a, like, I don't know, good, like, just good feelings come out of her face. I agree. She looks, um, she looks genuinely pleasant to be around. Yeah. But. And also strong. Looks really strong and, and capable. Villanelle. Christina Chang. Christina Chang, oldest player in the squad, 33 years old, born in the US. Her money job is that she's an air traffic controller at Miami International Airport. Money job? Yeah. yeah. They, they, I think this team is mainly um, amateur or semi-pro. Genuine problem in one, in women's football. Uh, there's not enough money in the game. There's not enough investment in the game. It's completely nonsensical when you think about the numbers of people who are starting to go to football matches, 40,000, 60,000, whatever. There are a lot of people who are semi-professional and have another job. That is Depressing. Bull. 
shit. Yep. No, no, no. You, if I can do what I do full time, they should like no, 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 no. Agreed. I refuse. That's partly why we're doing this podcast to but try air and traffic control is pretty cool. Try and raise people's awareness of the game so they watch the game and therefore but people think there's more money in it. But surely there's enough money in it. There's surely there's enough money. I in think it. if we think on a national basis, there's money in some countries. But there's not much money in Jamaica. Okay. Well, I want there to be. So she okay. should be able to make a living as a professional footballer. I think that's hands down. That's a fact. But air traffic control is also really awesome. That requires a lot of lot of logic and brain power like that's super cool i got confused about what an air traffic controller was because my reason for making her villanelle is that she might make some confused the sort of her and her fellow defender conya plumber might get sort of do some miscommunication but she, that's not what an air traffic <laughs> no the way you, not the you person. thought the she land her wrong oh is it a lander is that what they, the people no, it's the, the person sticks? going oh okay so um oh that's incredibly te- christina i apologize she's not gonna be the villanelle she's she's got everything sorted in her mind she's mapped out the game perfectly okay yeah, in which she'll case, have incredible impeccable timing then i i'm gonna emit some a flaw in my research i found two players to be the captain of this team Ooh. one was conya plummer one was bunny shaw Can maybe they bunny have shaw? two captains well possibly. i think that sounds nice. Konya Plummer has been the captain for a while. Mm. So if Khadija Bunny Shaw has taken over, I'm making Konya Plummer my potential villanelle because I think that there might be a sort of conflict Whoa, of authority there. Backstabbing ex-captain. Like John Terry. Yeah, amazing. Let's find out about some niece to knows. Niece to know on Jamaica. I'm excited. I'm so End excited. of Group C. This is the Reggae Girls' first ever World Cup. The first ever World Cup. They're our first World Cup debutants. Yes, come on, Jamaica. I love I love that they're called the Reggae Girls. Like That's just they, they're, they're every band that I've wanted to be a part of. <laughs> they are the lowest ranked side in the competition. Okay. 53rd in, in the tournament. They're, okay. they're 53rd in the world. They're not 53rd in the world. There's only 24 teams. Um, from 2010 to 2014, the Reggae Girls went on a hiatus because of a lack of funding. Oh, no. That is going to be a repeat feature uh, uh, as we do more of these groups, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm going to punch someone. But yep. then step forward, Sedella or Cadella Marley. And she said, don't worry, Reggae Girls. Oh, God. About a thing. <laughs> oh, God. Etc. That's right. She's <laughs> Bob Marley's daughter. Really? Really? Yep. Oh my god, that's super cool! The reggae girls were saved by Bob Marley's daughter. And she became a sponsor and ambassador for the team, so she's really one of the World Cup feel-good stories. Oh god, my little heart. Do it for her, reggae girls. Do it for Cadella. Come on, Jamaica. Oh, Jamaica, I'm rooting for you. Like, like you guys have got two jobs, and you're just like, you're fucking bossing it. You are doing what, like, women do. You're just dealing with it. And I'm fucking sick of it. Dealing Sorry. with it, and with Bob Marley's daughter helping them out. Yes, that's kind of cool. That's fine. <laughs> and with that, we've dealt with Group C. Thank you. That's right. I don't know nothing about football, but I love my friends, so I'll watch it for them. Uh. Kickball with football, yeah. It's that moment you've all been waiting for, listeners. It's obviously our listenership is incredible. Excuse national pride, right? That's that's whether that's the way we go. You know, everyone who listens to this is only really here to hear about the England women's team, aka the Lionesses. That's right, I'm kicking off Group D with the Lionesses. So, nice to know about England women's football. Oh, okay, I was like, who the fuck are the Lionesses? England, England. Yeah, yeah, that, whole, that whole sort of mini rant that I just did about patriotism. England. You oh, know, okay. they've got three lions on the shirt. Do they? Yeah. Cool. Did you know that during World War One, women's football was huge? So, with a lot of the men overseas fighting, women's football became the biggest draw. They had crowds of 53,000 people. Uh, initially, it was like a way for women working in factories to have a kickabout. 
uh, and have fun and exercise. And then gradually, as the war progressed, uh, the crowds started getting more and more and more and more to the point where after the war, there were still crowds of 50,000 people going to women's football matches. So uh, in August 1917, they established this thing called the Munitionettes Cup. So that was kind of like this, like a throwback to the idea, well, during the war, the, the, the women who were working in the munitions factories were munitionettes mm. and they were playing football against each other. There were players such as the six foot tall Lily Parr, who scored more than a thousand goals in a 31 year playing career. And what was, her, what was her name? Lily, Lily Parr. Parr. Lily Parr. And she played for the biggest team at the time who were called Dick, comma, Kerr Ladies. I, that's... I am on board. I'm fully, fully on board. I think that was two men formed that team one surname Dick one surname Kerr it was in Preston Dick Kerr Ladies FC and uh, in 1920 they played a Boxing Day match against St Helens Ladies which was watched by 53,000 people at Goodison Park with another 14,000 people outside the ground trying to get in I had no idea well that is because on the 5th of December 1921 to answer your question Lolo the FA the Football Association citing strong medical evidence doing my classic good radio air quotes there um, said they refused uh, to use any of the grounds in the Football Association for women's matches because uh, women were... It was an unsuitable sport for females. It's ridiculous. Absolutely no, no, ridiculous. This, it is ridiculous, but this happens every time. Anything, anytime anything gets good for women or like gets better, literally, you, there will be people that just go, uh, no, and we'll just take it back. That's why we have like such a like backlash with like Trump and shit like that. Yep. Because we did start getting like really, really on top of it. What well, getting there. Um, and then all then backlash. There's always backlash. But what's the harm in well, organised women's football? They, they managed to trot out a female doctor from Harley Street, whose name I've not got written down annoyingly, uh, to say all these quotes about the harm it could do to women's bodies. And then the FA wrote that all down and banned professional women's football in this country for 50 years. It wasn't until 1971 that the uh, that women's football came back under the banner of the Football Association. Until then, any fo- women's football wasn't allowed to be played in... Uh, professional men's grounds. Uh, there was no league system that was official, 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 officialized by the FA. Absolutely disgusting. No, it's disgusting because the same thing that happened in marathon running, didn't it? Where it was a case yeah. of like it was this idea that women couldn't run because it was damaging and dangerous for them. They couldn't possibly do it. And it's like I love this idea that women can literally create life, pop it out, but running a few miles blew yeah. their fucking minds. But is it is is this sort of like? patriarchal judgment that it, it are they trying to imply that it's doing damage to their child making abilities is that why mm. probably yeah, but it's such it's it's, it's all just the let's, running... let's just put it down to just horrific sexism mm. Lily, Lily Parr the player that I mentioned who scored a thousand goals she was completely left out of all football history of this country until 2002 when she was finally recognised by being inducted into the National Football Museum's <gasps> Hall of Fame but that was 24 years after she died Too late. Too late. It's too late and it's not okay. But listen, we are finally getting back to the point where 53,000 people watching women's football in uh, 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 in 1920, we're finally getting back to that point now. Yes, it's 100 years late, (laughs) but football is on the... women's. Yes, it's 100 years years later. But football is on the up. So England... We all live for 100 years, don't we? I'm so angry right now. And this England women's team, Lolo, are a good team. Let me tell you about the player to keep your eyes peeled for. Her name, her full name, is Lucia... Roberta Tough Bronze. Her middle name is Tough. T U F F or T O T O U G A. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Legally, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Lucy Tough Bronze. She is widely considered to be the best 
right back, that's the right hand side of the defence uh, uh, in the world. Uh, she's won the Champions League, the domestic title, the French Cup with her team Lyon this season. Uh, she's the two-time PFA Player of the Year and has scored, scored twice in six games at the last Women's World Cup. She is... An extraordinary talent, Lucy Tough Bronze. Lucy Tough, but she's fucking awesome. Yep. I have no. I love people that are born with stage names. It's my favourite thing. Yeah, I agree. And Tough Bronze is such a good thing. Tough in general, like why? I, that's a great middle name. I'm yeah. so sad. My middle name sucks. I mean, I thought you just said. I thought you literally just said my middle name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lolo sucks, brow. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> um, she's uh, she's uh, she's also uh, because obviously Lucia is her, is her real name. She's half Portuguese and uh, she speaks fluent French. Um, La Villanelle. So England just lost their uh, warm-up game against New Zealand, which is not boding well for a team who are rated like third in the world right now uh, under the guiding hand of uh, former male footballer Phil Neville. Um, so uh, uh, unfortunately, having lost one nil. Phil Neville uh, may be turning to... Listen, she's a fantastic footballer and I've got nothing against Karen Carney. I'm putting that on record, Kyle. Nothing against her. She's a great footballer. But unfortunately, the way that he's playing with wingers means that two of the best players, Tony Duggan and Nikita Paris, are going to be moved from the centre where they're best to the wings. And they're not that great on the wings, which means Karen Carney has so much pressure on her shoulders as the only real winger in the squad. And so I don't want Karen Carney, who is one of the uh, more mature, more uh, experienced heads in the squad to be the Villanelle, but she, uh, the pressure on her if she has to come in for one of these other players who are bigger profiles and maybe better is huge. Oh, I don't want that for Karen. I don't want that for England. I'm excited by this England team. They've got a lot of talent. You excited for this England team, Lolo? I'm still thinking about tough. <laughs> so, Madame Vavavoom, Lolo, over to you. Demi Stokes. Demi Stokes, left back from Man City. Tell us about Demi Stokes. Um, they, I feel like we would have a really long and fruitful relationship where we both learn a lot about each other and ourselves. I feel like she will help me with my intimacy issues. I feel like she'd be really good at like boundaries. What sort of boundaries? Like, um, I don't know, like emotional boundaries, like being able to care for me, but also understanding that she's taking care of herself as well. I see. So she's sort of self she looks after herself whilst looking after you. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone's looking for. Yeah, and if that's what you're looking for, then she'll be your Madame Vavavoom too, listeners. Demi Stokes. So that is England. I'll be back with their opponents after this. Everyone's talking about England's first opponents in Group D are Scotland. It's, it's, a, it's a big game. It's a UK rivalry. Home nations. Home nations. Scotland don't have a nickname. Do they not? Let's give them one. Well, so do you want to hear the, men's, the men's team nickname is either the Tartan Terriers or the Tartan Beasts. I like the Tartan Terriers. So, but is there a better thing we can have? For, we can keep the Tartan. Is there a better thing we can have for the women's team? Well, why, don't they, why don't the men have Tartan Terriers and then the women have Tartan Beasts? Perfect. Perfect. There you go. Nailed it. So, nice to know. <laughs> Beast to know. Beast to know. Tartan Beast to know, if you will. Um, so, um... This is a huge thing. The Scottish government stepped in last year and injected 800,000, uh, sorry, uh, uh, 80,000 pounds of funding uh, into uh, Shelley Kerr's squad, which meant uh, from uh, summer last year until now, the players who play in certain, uh, play for certain teams who are semi-professional have been able to play full time. 
So the Scottish government, led by uh, Nicola Sturgeon, who's one of the... Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, who's one of the uh, patrons of the team, uh, uh, have decided to inject funds into the team so that there's no one working part-time. Can I just say, they haven't really stepped in with only 80,000, have they? They sort of, like, put their head in the door, yes, okay. dropped an envelope on them, and then sort of pretended like they weren't there. That's not that much, is it? Yeah. But yeah, 80,000 is not. I agree. And it That's is two grand. Yes, of course. It's between not... each, each, per, each uh, member so there's of not, there's not. Most of them are not semi-professional. It's just that there are some players like uh, Joanne Love, there you go, uh, who plays for Glasgow City. She was part-time, but from January she's been able to be full-time. And you'll like this quote. Particularly oh. at my age, she's 32, it's getting a bit harder. Some days I'm out the house for 12 hours between training in the morning, going to work, then training at night. Elite athletes will tell you that you can't go 100 miles per hour all the time. Hopefully I'll find that balance and be top of my game come the World Cup. Come on, Joanne Love. Come on, oh, Joanne Love. Joanne Love makes me happy. And so, but uh, also I hope that they get... Well, hopefully down. a ramification of, of, of this World Cup will be that a lot of the teams that are semi-professional where women have to have another job as well as football in order to play, like Glasgow City in Scotland, will go professional. That the interest will raise, the money will come in, and therefore people won't have to do two jobs. They can just be professional footballers like they want to be. Scottish FA, I take it back. If you're just giving scholarships, essentially, to the players that need the money, I'm in full support of that. Give them a bit more. Just a little bit more. Just, just raise more. it a little bit more. The keep your eye on Erin Cuthbert. Not just because, what a name. Erin uh, Cuthbert, she's, she's a 20-year-old forward. She plays for Chelsea. Emma Hayes, the manager of Chelsea, says, genuinely, you dream about players like this coming round. Uh, she she scored uh, 13 goals in all competitions last season, including a goal against Lyon in the Champions League uh, semi-final that Chelsea eventually lost. She's 20 years old, incredibly exciting. Keep your eye on Erin Cuthbert. She's fucking awesome, but like 20 years old. Like, I I don't remember my 20th year on this planet. No. I don't think I, I do. don't think most people, I don't think most of our listeners will either. No. But Erin Cuthbert does. It's when she went to the World Cup with Scotland and was one to keep your eye on. Do you know what? This episode is making me like, I just need to do more. I mean, that, I don't, the, the whole positive vibe of uh, the Women's World Cup is not meant to make you feel bad about yourself. Oh, no, I'm incredibly inspired to, like, maybe go to the gym. <laughs> Why don't you play football? I think you'd be really good. I did play football. Yeah. Yeah, but as you can see, I wasn't wasn't very good at it. Why can I see that? Because you're sitting at a chair. You might be no, really good. No, because I don't know anything about football. But you don't have to. It's not. It's not a knowledge-based game. To, it's very much not a knowledge-based game. It's kick, not. A, it's not like a, kick a board ball, game. Kick the ball, run the fastest. Kick ball with foot football. Yeah. Ah, oh, theme tune tells you how to play football. Brilliant. I'm gonna do that now. <laughs> you want to know about the Villanelle for Scotland whilst we're here? Yes. Uh, so Lizzie Armit, a forward who plays for Manchester United, she was out for a year with a cruciate ligament injury, which caused her to miss Scotland's first ever international tournament tournament in Euro 2017. Um, she was recalled after getting her fitness back and moving to Manchester United. She was named in the squad for this tournament for the nation's first ever appearance at a tournament. Can you imagine how horrible it would be if her cruciate ligament injury came back during the tournament, having worked so hard to get back? I don't want her to be the villainelle of the piece, but imagine if that happens. It would be Why horrible. Why are you imagining that? Why are you jinxing it? Because Why would narrative, you do that? Lola. Because narrative. Don't do that. Well, They're just like, no. Okay, well, let's say I don't want Lizzie Arnott to be the villainelle of the piece, but just imagine that she would be. Imagine Carl showing Lola a picture of Lizzie Arnott. Imagine how sad she would be if having missed the first international tournament, the second international tournament that, she, that Scotland ever played, and she got injured 
injured and got okay, out. Okay, and you just doubly jinxed her, Joel. Yeah. Stop it, stop it, stop it well, now. Well, speaking of narratives, Lolo, would you like to tell us about your Madame Bababoom for Scotland? I, I think there might be a narrative in this one. Well, I've got an eye on a couple of people because I feel... I don't understand. I think maybe I just have a thing for Scottish women. Um, so, Kirsty Smith is top of my list, but I just want them to punch me in the face. Great. Like, a real backhander. Yeah, I know that's different from a punch, but I'll take both. The thing is, like, I kind of want to be choked and really degraded in a really, really loving way. And then when she's left, I want Jennifer Beatty to come in and, like, I don't know, clean me up. Um... <laughs> and then when she's gone, my wife, who doesn't know that I'm cheating on her, is Lisa Evans. I mean, you had a go at me for putting narrative into Villanelle, but there's some narrative in Baba Boom. Yeah. That is Scotland. Also in Group D with the English and the Scottish, it's the Argentinians. Argentina, Las Albicelestes. Ooh. The Sky Blues. Aww. Yeah, nice, right? Um, so, needs to know fact about Argentina. Lorena Benitez, she, cool. she plays her football in Argentina for a team called Boca Juniors. And she also plays futsal, which is a... For what? Futsal's like a... No, 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 Boca Juniors. Boca Juniors. It's a team in Argentina. The oh, small what? goats. There you go. The s- That's what they're called. The small goats. Yes. To be fair, goats are pretty fucking resilient. Exactly. Uh, and and she plays countries. a game called futsal, which is like indoor football, uh, for a team called Kimberley. That's nice. Yes. So during the tournament, she's expected to become a mother. Oh, shit the bed. Uh, because her partner, <laughs> Veronica, is pregnant. Ah, yeah, I, was I like, know. fucking hell. Can you do that? Uh, no, definitely not. But uh, in, in this case, you can. Her and her partner, Veron- uh, L- Lorena, this is a reminder, Lorena Benitez, her partner and her, Veronica, uh, they wake up at 2 a.m. every day to work at a central market in Buenos Aires where they have a food stall. What? They are hashtag couple goals, guys. Oh my god. I don't, I don't think waking up at 2 a.m. is couple goals. <laughs> look, look at their faces. Look happy. at them. That's what a relationship should look like. Well, needs to know that Lorena Benitez is what a relationship and her partner Veronica are what a relationship should like should look like. Having said that, I think you should keep your eyes peeled for a Stefania Banini. Oh, I love that name. She's the team's captain. She's had one of the most long-standing careers uh, as a professional footballer in Argentina. Um, she plays for Levante in Spain, but she's been all over the world with Colo Colo, Washington Spirits again, and Valencia. Um, she played with boys during her youth before that was banned by her youth team uh, and she was dubbed La Messi but she hates that what's, what's La Messi? so Messi is the most um, famous Argentinian footballer in the world if not the best player in the world or one of the best of all time Why? she hates that because she wants uh, uh, women's footballers to have their own reputations and oh, not yeah. be using the male ones exactly it's, it's like lobbing everyone in like every female comedian under one name Yes, exactly. He yeah. should be the the male Benini, not the fem- she should be the female Messi. Agreed. Keep your eyes peeled, listeners, for Estefania Benini, the villanelle. Ooh. You'll like this one Fabulous. because it is actually a villain. The villanelle in this in for Argentina is the Argentinian Football Association. They less than a year go- year ago because the Argentinian Football Association were putting so little money in, they were treating them with absolute disrespect. What? They weren't helping them train. They weren't providing uh, any uh, facilities when they went away. The Argentinian women's football team went on strike. That's Sweet. how bad it got. But no, in terms of like, it's awful that it happened, but I'm glad that they took their steps for themselves. They had to, because while on international duty, they were receiving 150 pesos a day. That was their pay. When you think about Messi receiving, when he... Uh, for Barcelona was probably probably makes what he makes that a second he makes that a second 
I mean, it's just horrific. So the situation is not resolved. Um, Argentina did a, a when they beat um, uh, when, the, when just before they beat Chile, they did a, a kind of cupping the hands behind the ears picture. So they they were posing for their team photo and they cut the hands there behind their ears to be like, can you hear the crowd cheering for us, FA? Put money in, give us facilities, respect us as women's footballers. They're like they're, they're not even just it's not even just economic reasons. There's just no no respect within the Argentinian FA and in Argentina in general for the women's game. The kit suppliers, Adidas, instead of asking the team to pose for the kits, got models in. Shut up. Oh, oh god. Oh God! Yeah. No, I, I know there's so many things that you said that have pissed me off, but that's kind of just broken the the very angry like camel toe back. <laughs> um, and no, uh. that's broken the camel toe's back. That so, is yeah. the best saying like, yeah. that anyone's ever said in 2019. I mean, how oh, horrific like, is that? That is just like well, well, why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any Who's sense. Who's going to be wearing it... the flipping shirt? It's not going to be models. It's going to be the team. But is it like, so they got models, what? Because like, you have to look a certain, is it to do with the aesthetics? Yeah. Like just women looking like. It's revolting. But also they ain't going to work for 150 pesos a day. Yeah, exactly. So they're so paying the models more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Florencia Bonsegundo explained uh, when interviewed about it, we were all surprised because we found out on social networks it hurt us. We are the ones who represent women's football in Argentina and feel we've not been valued. We never presented our shirts and it would have been nice for us to be its face. And I yes, feel like, go and, on. I, and I feel like with Argentina Lolo, because of that, we should not have a Madame Vavavoom and just say the entire squad. Oh yeah, it's a fucking boss. The entire squad are boss. They went on strike. We don't need to uh, uh, ask who's the player to keep your eye out for in terms of looks because let's face it, they all deserve our attention. No, it's just fucking boss. Okay, that's right. Turn the headphones up. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. We've thrown stats at you, Lola. We've thrown information. And don't you worry, we know you've not taken any of it in. But it's the final team in Group D. It's the Japanese. Here we go, the J- Japanese. The Nadeshiku Japan. Cool. Um, I, uh, well, you say cool. It's slightly annoying what their nickname is. Well, what is it? So well, Japanese gosh. something. Nadeshiko is a Japanese... Well, Yamato Nadeshiko is a Japanese term meaning the personification of an idealised Japanese woman or the epitome of pure feminine beauty. The hotcakes. So they are the hotcakes Japan. <laughs> Japanese yep. perfect women. Japanese perfect women. It doesn't translate to hotcake. No, nothing does. <laughs> but hang on, hang on, hang on. Can we take it another way? Can we take it another way, which is goddess? Yeah, exactly. They are the Japanese goddesses. And also femininity. The perfect um, idea of femininity is like a fucking badass, badass football. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Okay, no, you're right. You're Reclaim right. it. Have it yeah, themselves. It's reclaimed. Uh, would you like some news to know about Japan? Uh, fuck yeah. Japan won the 2011 World Cup. Congratulations, they Japan. They did, they did. Uh, and it became a symbol for the nation's recovery after the uh, devastating earthquake and tsunami. Okay, so uh, the nation is on board and behind them. A hundred percent. So basically, it was the first time an Asian team had won a world football uh, tournament at any level, uh, any level of men's or uh, women's football, uh, and it provided like respite because basically, well, that was at the time when so the earthquake and tsunami were, on, were in March, and that do you remember there was like the the nuclear fallout? Oh, Everyone God, was yeah. terrified, and Fukushima was like falling apart and all this stuff. Uh, and this is insane. The coach at the time, Norio Sasaki, showed them, showed the team footage of the disaster before the games against Germany and Sweden and inspired them to win. 
She said, my girls played their hearts out. We could feel the energy coming from everyone back in Japan watching on TV. I'm stunned. Everyone was aware, obviously, that the Japan were doing this on the back of such a tragedy. And at the end, when they'd won the World Cup, and I think they probably would have done this either way, they unfurled a banner that said, to our friends around the world, thank you for your support. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I just, oh, it makes me feel... Uh, and since then, they've won World Cup glory at under 17 level in 2014 and under 20 level in 2018. So they've, they've, they've got world, world success at senior and every junior level, the Japanese female Okay, so team. it's like literally 17 and under is an age. Oh yes, under 17. Cool, yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, So they are, um, they're a, they, they've, they're a, they've got a good pedigree coming into this. You want to hear someone who's got good pedigree? Let me tell you about the keep your eyes peeled player. It's the 25 year old forward, Kumi. Yokoyama. She plays for AC Nagano Pachero Ladies, uh, and she's like incredible threat going forward. She's very good at dribbling and shooting. Uh, I'm excited to see her. I've never ever heard of the AC Nagano Pachero Ladies, and I've certainly never seen Kumi Yokoyama play. But I'm excited to see her. Carl, excited to see Kumi Yokoyama. I'm still sort of reveling in this sort of feel good factor about Japan. I, mean, I, w- I want them to do well. Yeah, I, f- I feel. I just feel really happy. Like, obviously, it's really shit that those people died. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, passion and national pride over something like mm. this. And also, just passion and national pride over, like, women's football, which is something that we've been harping on about for the last hour. Just, like, it's so exciting to, to see nations get behind the side of the sport, which is so neglected. Oh. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to hear about my Villanelle story? It's pretty funny. You can't agree with yourself. She went, oh, and I said, I agree. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like all people, Joel, definitely can. I'm just gonna push on against this. Uh, oh, there is like there is not restraint. Guys, Hikaru Naomoto has a phobia of stink bugs. Aww. What is a stink bug? It's a family of insects found in Asia, and they're famous for their distinctive. Well, where order. did you find this fact? The trouble yeah, no, is, it's, it's, a, it's like a beetle. Oh, okay. The trouble is that stink bugs are like really like attracted to her. So apparently, uh, when she was playing a football match in elementary school, a stink bug flew into her mouth, mm. and then uh, she played on despite her tongue go- her tongue going numb. Yeah, because it's an acid. Yeah. And then basically what she says is that they always, like, fly around her. Like, they settle on her all the time. Like, she's constantly having to deal with them. So my Villanelle concept... <laughs> it's a narrative. narrative. Hikaru <laughs> <laughs> Naramoto. Imagine Japan are playing Argentina in their opening game. Hikaru Naramoto is in midfield. She turns on the ball and suddenly <laughs> there's a swarm of stink bucks. And she gets put off and gives the ball away and Argentina go and score. Villanelle. I think John might have done this research quite late at night. What do you think? <laughs> I feel like you need to need to have a sleep. <laughs> and feel like maybe a good sit down and a cup of tea. But I fully, I, th- I think that's a great narrative. Thank and you. And stink bugs are kind of gross. Yes, they um, are. But I think maybe she, they're not always on her. I think maybe she's hyper aware of it. That's but also, probably the definition of a phobia or, in that sense. Or if they are always on her, maybe she should really like, maybe she doesn't know that she's actually like secret superpowers. Stink bug girl. When stink it, bug girl. Oh my God, it flew and into her mouth. And, she, it, like, and it, she gives off stink bug pheromones. Yeah, she does. <gasps> and, they, and she's like the queen of the stink bugs. And if she thinks really hard... She can like get them to come round and like move the ball for her. Oh, that's the opposite of the Villanelle. So they're gonna Japan are gonna win the World Cup again <laughs> because <laughs> of insect aids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lolo, it's the last thing we need to hear. It's the last thing our listeners are gonna hear about these two groups. Who is the Madame Vavavoom for Japan? Okay, so this is a strange one. It, this I've I, uh, yes throughout this entire thing, I've not necessarily gone for like attractiveness in the sense of I'm just going for a feeling. Um, so I'm really intrigued by, uh, how do you say it? Shiori? Shiori Miyaki. Shiori Miyaki. Um, because I want to know who killed their pet. (laughs) And I want to comfort them through it. 
I, I can see that. She does look, she looks like, um, she looks a bit upset. She looks like she's going to write, she's going to wake up in the middle of the night and write poetry about my vagina. Which, let's face it, listeners, if you're a casual football fan and you want someone to look out for and you're thinking, how, do, how can I find someone to support in this World Cup? It's so difficult. I'm in a pub with screens. I don't want there, there to be screens. I don't want to be in this pub. And then you look up and you see Miyaki and you think, she about my vagina. At night. <laughs> At night. Now when I watch Miyaki play, I'm going to be thinking, she's not focusing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's a pretty good vagina. I don't blame her. Lolo, I feel like we've inflicted this on you. but uh, <laughs> I, And I feel like what's going to happen all day today is you're going to be uh, at work and you're just going to be thinking to yourself just random thoughts and then suddenly little bits of information that have, you've not known you've processed are going to just drop into your head and you'll be like, Madame Vavavu, Miyaki. <laughs> I, I feel like you are wildly overestimating the effect that you guys have on me. Um, <laughs> Thanks for coming in. <laughs> so lovely to see you. But it's really nice. It's really nice. I'm will really... you come and watch a game with us in the World Cup? I would love to. We will do that in a, in a couple of weeks' but time. But I will spend the entire time going, what's happening? Why is that happening? No, yeah. we'll just make up narratives instead. <laughs> That's what Kyle... The stink bugs! <laughs> Lolo. Listeners, we'll be back with two more groups fairly soon. Kyle, go through what you're going to say. I want to ask what you're up to, Lolo. Oh, not much. Uh, you got any shows coming up? We missed the Brighton one. I mean, I did. Joel I didn't. saw it. Joel it was absolutely it. amazing. Oh, cool. Um, it was super fun. Um, I, I not really. I'm just normal. I just take my clothes off and then put them back on and then take them off again. And that's pretty much what I do. Uh, lads is sold out, so I can't really promote that. Um, do it anyway. Come on. Uh, oh, lads, lads is sold out. That's lads, massive. If you, if lads is is sold out. Um, but we will have a. Uh, Two more dates in the year. We've got 5th of September and the 7th of November. Well remembered. I think that's a lie as well. Um, so enjoy that uh, correction corner. Uh, but yeah, that, it's it's. Um, I, I should have thought of things before. I actually came here not to promote myself. I came here because I like your company. And to promote women's football. Oh, shit. No, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> why not? As I said, listeners, we'll be back very, very soon with the final two group uh, previews. We'll be getting ahead of that. We'll be getting ahead of the things that we normally get ahead of. And the three of us are going to go have a lie down over what has been a tumultuous up and down episode. And we won't be thinking about Miyaki's vagina. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janot Wazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye. Okay, fine. Jeez. I learned the Italian word for Welsh, sorry. For blue. what? Had... Fuck. <laughs> the Welsh word for blue yesterday as well. Which is glass. You said the Italian word for wet Welsh. Kick ball with football, yeah.